Hey guys, welcome back to Mantalk.ke. This is probably the favourite episode that we do every single season. And as you can see, we're in a new room, but we're still at Kafisi. We're in Karen. This branch is opposite Waterfront Karen. Very easy to find. Um, in the middle of the episode, you're going to see a video all about Kafisi, and you can see the aesthetics, etc. But thank you for Kafisi. Thank you, Kafisi, for sponsoring this uh, season in Paranals. So, um, Oscar. Every time we're like scheduling the season, then we're like episode one, two, three, four, five, mm -hmm. six. six, six. Like this is the reason why yeah. I prefer this episode is because it's our chance to interact with the fans. It's yeah. our chance to <clears throat> finally get to mm. experience their perspective. Because yeah. yeah. we're in the middle of the storm. So yeah. we never really know what type of reactions we're mm, getting, mm, mm. except during this week yeah, when we're yeah. actually looking through the comments, looking mm, through... Mm the questions yeah so yeah very exciting times no and i think as well the good thing is we don't know where it's going to go because like in typically when we're interviewing someone or we have a structure of what we want to talk about yeah you know we can predict and yeah. even like pre-meditate the answers but with this we asked literally the day before we're filming and we've not looked at the questions we've just screen screen grabbed and now we're just gonna go jump in, in and go oh, yeah. so we don't know where it's gonna go which is exciting yeah it's exciting a little bit of chaos it's exciting so welcome get excited <laughs> <laughs> so welcome yeah. welcome to the q a uh, thanks for joining us again. And thanks for all the love on the previous episodes. Yeah. Um, I did the intro. You can do the first question, I think. Yeah. Uh, Eli, Eli, Eli. Mm -hmm. You know, I like our community for one thing, mm -hmm. that I always get the most toxic ones. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to start with one Let's about go. toxicity. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. my boy, mm -hmm. you know you're very self-aware. Extremely. Very self-reflective. Yeah. Yes, yes. You challenge yourself. Uh -huh. You ask yourself hard questions. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now I want to know. Uh -huh. And they want to know, the fans want to know. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. What are Eli's most toxic traits? Um, my most toxic trait, I think, I'll give plural. Whoa. Um, I think I'll, I'll give context as to how it comes about. Okay. So uh, in the nature of like what we do mm -hmm. as man talk or online, it means I have to have a lot of um, interactions that sometimes on my part, I have to kind of play like a role when I'm, when I'm interacting with somebody, like a very transactional, hi, duh, 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 duh. Mm -hmm. Which means that a lot of the time I rarely find myself having very like honest and deep interactions. So I think for me, my toxic trait is that unless you meet me multiple times, you're not gonna get to know me. So I feel like a lot of the time there's a massive shell yeah. that I have and that means that I don't let a lot of people in. So I'm very guarded and that sometimes um, can deter genuine interactions that could have been very valuable for me. So I think my toxic trait is there's a massive shell that I have, um, which takes a long time to, to penetrate. Um, another toxic trait, because I need to do two. Mm -hmm. Or do you want to do yours and I'll do another one? No, you've got yours. Well, we're, we're both answering, right? Yeah. Okay, 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 okay cool. cool. Uh, another toxic trait um, is I can be quite competitive. Mm. But like is that to toxic, the though? Yeah, because it can get to a point where uh, my sister is off camera and she's shaking her head profusely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> profusely, profusely is yes. the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sometimes the competitive nature can, uh, it can definitely be toxic because there's a place where it's healthy, um, say in, in trying to achieve something, you're trying to challenge yourself. But there's a place where you might be my best friend, you might be doing the same thing, but like, I'm happy when you lose if it's to me. <laughs> no, I'm happy when you lose, but only if it's to me. Listen. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's that. Like, we're, we're both like, yeah, come on, you can do this. Yeah. But if I beat you, when you're saying you're sad that you lost, I'm actually happy. Like, and that's, that can be toxic sometimes. I don't think so. No, it, but right. only if it's to me. Okay. Only if okay. it's to me. I haven't experienced that yet. Yeah. I haven't yeah. experienced the side mm. of you that's like, 
um, me and you are competing at something and then mm. you lose and then because most of the time if I'm very good at something and yeah. you're not yeah. like I see you learn mm. but you mm. do it in a way that's healthy mm. Mm. Um, mm. and when I lose you mm. teach me things yeah. and I learn in a way that's healthy so yeah. Yeah. maybe with me you've mm. controlled no, with it. you because I think most of the stuff we've done we're not really competing against it because we're doing things together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think you'll probably see it if we play like a sport or something. Yeah, but we have. Well, uh, ping, table tennis, ping, ping pong. pong. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah ping yeah, pong, yeah. the soccer thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, bowling. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True, true, yeah, true, yeah. true, true. So it's, yeah. I haven't, like, I haven't experienced it mm. being so heavy. But Maybe because you're, right. you're inside the shell. Maybe that's why. Oh. Maybe because there it is. There and we come from circle. Yeah. Well done. Thank you. Good answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course, your toxic traits. Um, I'm I'm very open, and uh-huh, you uh-huh. you mentioned this before. So I have this thing where um, I'm the opposite of you. That mm-hmm. I don't have a shell at first. Yeah. I have none. Yeah. So I give you full benefit of the doubt. So yeah. I give you the whole experience of mm. whenever I meet people, mm. it's more like okay, let's have that conversation. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know how to mm. not be yeah like intense. Uh-huh. I don't know how to dial it back. So like uh-huh. whenever we have conversations, yeah. even if it's like for a second, I'll, I'll like really pay attention to what mm. you're saying. Yeah. But the thing that I have that's like really toxic mm. is once I sense that you're going to use that vulnerability or that mm. openness that I've given you against me, yeah. is like I, I now become a tortoise. Like <laughs> I, 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 I what? I, a tortoise. <laughs> like I become Please explain. I become like literally like yeah. I retract all of the energy. Oh, that's I leave yeah, 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 I leave yeah. nothing. Like yeah. you know, there's usually I'm not ever tortoise, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> tortoise, yeah. <laughs> sorry, it's like I just go back in my shell. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. It's very serious. It's very serious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like when I and when I put and when I go back in, it takes mm. like I'm really I'm not someone who gives people second chances. Mm. Like mm. I I really don't have that. Mm. I can mm. be quite ruthless mm. with how mm. I protect myself and how I establish my boundaries. And mm. so w- once I do the mm. once I feel myself like mm. once I make the conclusion mm. that wait a minute that's what you're doing is exploitative behavior or yeah. it's um. It's behavior that's designed to take advantage of the fact that I've given you a certain mm. like power to yeah, have yeah, or yeah. access to have that yeah, conversation yeah. with me. Mm. Once I realize that's what you're doing, mm. I retract my energy completely. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 the reason why it's toxic. It might seem for some people, it might seem oh, it's healthy. He cuts people off. No, no, no. But the truth about it is that it's not healthy because human beings make mistakes. As, yeah, I was going to say like I think with that approach, what I'm sort of seeing is like the where it can be toxic is the person, you're not taking into account that person's situation. Exactly. You're only taking into account your, your one, exactly. which is where second chances come in, come in, right? Exactly. Yeah, that's that's strange. Where do you think, at the risk of being a therapist, where, <laughs> do you, where did that come from? Like, but generally, where do you think that, that, that comes from? I think it's the, the fact that, you know, over time in my mm. life, like I've been really open, mm. I'm really open-minded, and mm. that openness kind of has also been, it's attracted a lot of predatory Mm, like mm. people with predatory personalities yeah, so yeah. they'll come and take what they want to take from you mm. and then you know they'll once they have what they want they yeah. change yeah. the relationship or they alter the shape of how we relate mm. and you know for me it's it's something that can be quite painful yeah. and for anyone it'll be yeah, quite painful yeah. because once someone has gotten what they wanted and mm. it's not it's mm. material or mm. it's something that's not necessarily adding real or tangible value to themselves mm. it's something that's really really terrible and i remember mm. um one of the things I keep telling myself, like to just cure the mm. the toxicity of that specific trait, is um, you're not on earth to be one-upping people. 
You're mm -hmm. not on earth to be like, I'm, you know, I'm one up over mm -hmm. this person. I'm better than this person. Because mm -hmm. in the end of the day, the one thing that like lives forever mm -hmm. are the impacts and the decisions we make, mm -hmm. you know, and the actions we take to improve other people's lives. That's, yes, what, that's what lives forever. For sure, like, for sure. And if you are someone who's open like I am, mm -hmm. and you're trying to like uplift the people around you, mm -hmm. and some people like take it the wrong way or take advantage of you, mm -hmm. you shouldn't be feeling like, oh my God, somebody like they've taken something yeah, away from yeah, you. Yeah. Because essentially, like you're not on earth, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. your time here is limited. You have like, mm -hmm. um, and this will tie in, into something we're going to discuss maybe today or tomorrow because we've both watched it. Um, mm. If you watch Kanye West's Genius. Oh, that's my next question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he knows that he's here for like a hundred years, you mm, know. Mm. And he knows that, like, you have to keep giving the world mm. more of yourself for that amount of time. And if mm. you give the world yourself and it con it's people internalize and interpret your personality and your life in different ways, mm. some of those ways will be negative. Yeah. And if they do negative things based on their own interpretations of what you give them, mm. then that has nothing to do with you. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think the only the yeah. difference you'll find there, and because we're kind of entering that space where our decisions and our impact is larger than a typical, yeah. um, someone with just a small circle, yeah. is that you feel the weight of a lot more people. So I feel like if you're not stable as well, like the weight of that people, what's happened to Kanye is yeah. that it can drag you to be drastic so yeah. that they can feel a bigger impact. Exactly. Which is very scary. Yeah. Especially the stage that we're at. Yeah, well. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> we'll talk about yeah, that. Talk, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a scary time. Mm, mm. So that's my first toxic trait. Mm. My second toxic trait is I have a very long memory. Mm -hmm. It's mm. sometimes, you know, forgive and forget. Mm -hmm. I forgive, but I won't forget. Mm. Like, mm, it's mm. something that that's also feeds back to the other one. Mm. And it can come off as being quite vengeful. Because mm. if you know me, you know, I remember a lot of everything that happens in my life mm, mm. In, a, in a level of detail mm -hmm, that mm. a lot of people usually don't. Mm -hmm. So like, I'll remember exactly what you said. Mm. I'll remember what you were wearing what, when you said mm. what you said. Mm. I'll remember the situation we're in and I will remember how it made me feel. Mm. You mm. get what I mean? Mm. Mm. And when you put that, um, when I use that memory like to like go through life, mm. it can be quite a burden because you know, you have to let things go. You have to detach from mm. your past so that you can step into your future. I don't know. I've, so. So basically, but you're saying that like you remember the feeling and the mm -hmm. moments and stuff. But I feel like if you've learned from that feeling and moment, yeah, I think it's a good thing if you've healed from it though. Exactly. No, that's I think the it's question. You yeah, see, yeah. that's the question. Is it have you really healed from it? Yeah. And can you really heal from everything? Yeah. Because so, the reason why I'm saying it's like mm. I have to learn. It causes a lot of self doubt. Mm. You get what I mean? Yeah. It causes yeah. a lot of self doubt if you're consistently reaching back into your past and you can really see it as vividly as possible. Mm in mm. your mind, you know. Mm. Sometimes it's like, remember the instance, forget, like, forgive the person and forget the emotion. Mm. But like, once you put, well, for me, the thing I struggle with is once I put myself in that mental situation mm. where I'm analyzing, I haven't, like, separated myself from the pain. Mm. Mm. It's mm. really hard to do. I think yeah. your two traits link. I think your two traits exactly. link because the reason that, you know, you're open and soon someone does it once, I think there's a memory of a pain because you haven't forgotten exactly. that makes you not give the second chance. Precisely. So it literally, yeah. 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 So we've gone full circle. Full circle again. Come on. Back there is it. Question done. Question, Question done. Question done. Question done. Uh, do you know what we didn't say at the beginning? Mm. We hope you da 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 da. We'll do it at the end. We'll do it at the end. Okay. Okay. Let me tell you, <clears throat> this links in perfectly. Let's, let's take this one. Nice and easy. Um, it says, have you guys watched Genius yet? Yeah. Um, for context, for anyone watching, uh, Genius is the Kanye West documentary that's on Netflix. Highly recommend it. Um, and I remember three days before we, we were shooting this, I was speaking to Oscar on the phone. And um, we were at a point where there was a certain frustration linked to the venture that we're both in. 
and one of the things I was saying to you on the phone was like, bro, watch Genius. Like, yeah. Watch, yeah. watch the documentary. Because, uh, so to answer the question, yes, we have both watched it. And for me, watching that documentary has been, there's a certain energy that you get when you see somebody at the end of their journey, and now they're giving you a lens to see what happened to get there. Because typically, like for us as like young black guys that enjoy American culture, Western culture, music, uh, fashion, etc., Kanye has been such a pillar, and we've known we've known there's been turbulence, but we haven't known maybe the real the the reasons behind these moments in life that we've seen online or on TV, etc. Yeah. So watching Genius, especially so episode one and two for me were my favourites, mm. um, because you're seeing the the grind. And the reason it really resonates with me as well is because I feel like the stage that we're at and the community that we've got at the moment, you're watching us. We're not calling ourselves Kanye. We're saying the similarities in terms <laughs> of We're not calling ourselves Kanye. Yeah. But there's that moment where you're pushing, you're pushing, and the effort doesn't match the reward yet. And I think that's a stage that we're at in terms of reward in terms of like social impact for sure, but reward in terms of maybe some elements of respect, maybe monetary, et cetera, et cetera. The stage we're at at the moment, I don't think it matches yet. So to see Kanye, especially a point where he says that um, Rockefeller, he's signed to them, but then he has his car crash. Go watch it, you'll understand. Has his car crash, and then now they don't want to put money behind his new project. So he has yeah. to go to his savings, get $33,000 to be able to actually now produce music, music. so that it gets, it gets the, the momentum. So those kind of decisions, those kind of frustrations that you see, and the general, I'm not saying we're disrespectful, but the general approach people had where they're saying that um, you're a producer, you can't rap, right? So I think for us, it's like you're doing a podcast, but you're not being toxic men. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. But we're starting to see the numbers actually know you can make a, a successful podcast, podcast without, without necessarily toxic. Alpha, alpha, beta, alpha, sigma. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and putting these toxic like captions like yeah. women are. Da, da, da. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's a there's a there's a path you can create and forge yourself. Yourself. Yeah. And people will catch up to it later. Yeah. Kanye's been calling himself a genius since he had braces. And now people are like, yeah, he's a genius, he's a genius. But it takes, takes a while. I'm not saying we're geniuses. Um, I'm not saying we're, <laughs> we're not, not either. Say, no, we're not saying it. <laughs> but, like, but we're saying but I'm it. Saying, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not saying we're geniuses. Yeah. But in a sense, it's like mm. we see mm. incredible parallels yeah, yeah, between yeah. what we are facing now. Mm. And there's also the context, not to interrupt, mm, um, mm, mm. the context of the fact that we are black in Africa. Like, yeah, yeah. Because I think, I reckon Kanye is, I was saying my sister, either Nigerian or Ghanaian. Really? I looked at the hairline and I said, that's Nigerian or Ghanaian. This man. It's a strong hairline. <laughs> that was, that was my, that's what I deduced from, from his really? follicles. <laughs> <laughs> this man. Yes. You must have walked through the streets of Lego. Your yes. ancestors. Yes. Yes. Are the cola nuts. Uh-huh. <laughs> Please collaborate with Whiskey. Um, so, yeah, no. So that was, uh, that's basically what I, what I got from it. Like yeah. seeing, seeing those parallels and then seeing it's possible. The moment when I was punching the sofa, yeah. actually punching the sofa, is? is after episode two where you see the, the grind, the struggle, the grind, the struggle. Then, then he just says at the Grammys, he gets the mic. And, yeah. like, and he also says he's been writing, been writing a speech, speech, right? Yeah, for a he long says, time. Everyone wants to, to know, know what, what I, would I would do if, if I, I didn't win. win. Pause. I guess you'll never know. Yeah, that was the one. That was the one. Even I was like, yeah. Because yeah. you, you go through it. And I think. Um, Kudi as a director mm. did a fantastic job of like yeah. compiling, oh especially goodness. that first and second episode before the gap. The yeah, gap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. first and second episode, I feel like I was like very invested mm. in the character of Kanye West. And from my perspective, yeah. um, now that you've shared yours, mm. 
where I see the parallels the most is, do you remember the Rockefeller office uh, visit when you went and yeah. literally played? Yeah. All Falls Down. Oh, he painful. like he played All Falls Down. Yeah. Um, which was in graduation, which is yeah. one of my favorite. Yeah. Like um, I'll be talking this way. Like it all falls down. Like that song when you yeah. put it in um, at the Rockefeller office. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Like yeah. how yeah. are you listening to, to this? To this exactly. At that time. Yeah. Because All Falls Down is something we all listen to now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it all falls down. It was like ah, the, and the falls church down, symphonies. And then, and then that lady, that lady yeah. basically, so she's listening to it, and my sister picked up on this. Yeah. She's listening to it, and he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then her friend walks in and is like, hey, girl, hey, girl. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And Kanye's just like, uh, yeah, yeah, no, but the scene that got me yeah. is like when the, like at first, like the, when he walked in and put in his CD and started, it started playing, mm. first of all, the marketer looked at him like, and the funny thing is like they named the marketer. Did you notice? Like they oh. give her the name, the subtitle was there. I wonder what she's doing now. Yeah, like, so she's looking it's at awful. him, yeah. and then she's like, I mean, come on, man, I'm trying to work here. Like, yeah. I'm trying to make, I'm trying to yeah. make a living. And like, for me, it's like, sometimes in life, a mm. special thing can come across you in your life. Yeah, yeah. And you won't realize how special it is until it's... Until it's gone. Until it's gone. Until it's gone. Um, and then also the part for the retainers when he played Jesus Walks. Uh, I think it was for Scarface. Yeah. When he played Jesus Walks for Scarface, and he's like, don't put your retainers on the table, table, man. No, 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 oh, no, no. The then yeah. I'm like, that's Jesus Walks. Yeah. That yeah. that right there is yeah. Kanye's like yeah. magnum opus in never, many ways, and he never comes back to record. Yeah, it was. There was so there's so many lessons. There are so me, many lessons. Do you know as well? Like you know, yeah. sometimes you can kind of have a a woe is me approach. Like people don't understand it. Yeah. But if you look at the amount of disrespect and hustle and graft that he did, yeah. And I was looking compared to me, I've done nowhere yeah. near that. No, yeah. So to get yeah. the rewards, you have to do you that have to level. do that level of like oh. you have to be committed at that level. Yeah. Alright, uh, next question, and this ties in um, into what we've just spoken about, is what advice do you have for anyone who's planning to start a podcast? Uh, advice for starting a podcast, okay. Uh, I'm just going to give away our, our tactic, because why not, right? So I feel like um, podcasts generally are the future, because passive listening at the moment is where people are at. People are too busy to sit down and consume something sometimes, visually and audible. So first advice is yes, go for it, if it's gonna be a podcast. Uh, second advice is consistency is the only way you're gonna win. Like you have to have a place where people know at a certain time you're gonna be there, you're reliable, and that's how you create, even down to like algorithms and on social media and different platforms. When you're posting at a certain time every time, people come there and normally the first few minutes of engagement determine how well your content's gonna do. So on the back of that coin, if you're not consistent and you're posting at fluctuating times, different times, even the algorithm's gonna be like, and the people aren't gonna come at the same time, it's gonna mess up even your stats. Stats means growth, growth means revenue, revenue means you can now diversify and keep making the content. And I think a discouraging thing as well when it comes to you know, making a podcast or making any type of content is when it's, it's your money, there's no one that's believing you, there's no one backing you, because at that point it can be a strain. But if you're consistent, you're gonna make more money, which means the business will pay for itself, and it's less of a strain, you feel like you can go there and it helps you to be consistent. But there's that first graft where you have to really like dig deep and regardless of anything, it needs to go up a certain time. Um, so consistency. And then my third and final thing would be just being authentic because you can't be consistent if you're playing a role unless you're a fantastic actress. And we're not all Leo, mm. do you know what I mean? Um, mm. Actress, actor. So like, that's what I'd say, consistency. Um, and definitely authenticity because yeah, it's it's liberating. Yeah. Because when we, me and Oscar, before we come to set, um, for instance, okay, so there's an episode we're gonna, you've probably seen already where I'm interviewing Oscar, 
And what happened that day is five minutes before the shoot, the guest cancelled. If we weren't authentic people, it would be very hard to make an episode in three minutes, write it down and go. Mm. But because I don't have to brief Oscar, like, by the way, when we're talking about this, be like this, be like this, be like this. He doesn't say, don't ask these kind of questions. The fact we're authentic means that episode could be done within like two, three minutes. We mm. sit down, shoot, and it's still valuable. So yeah. being authentic, consistent, and do it because passive listening is, is the one. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, I think very good insights. Mm. Um, what I can add to what you just said is one, start like you won't stop. Yeah, yeah. Don't start the podcast and then sit down and start imagining a, a life without that podcast. If you're going mm. to start podcasting, mm. because it's a talk show format and how you develop and work on yourself yeah. will really manifest on camera. Yeah. And like yeah. people who've watched Man Talk from when I joined, which is season one, episode three, mm. and now there's a marked difference yeah. in the quality of our conversations, in the way we dress, in our mm. relationship. Mm. Mm. All that culminates and shows on camera. So start mm. like you won't stop. Start yeah. like, start working on it as mm. if it's something that you're doing mm. for your own self-development, which is continuous and is perpetual yeah, and yeah, never yeah. ends. And 100%. always understand that, like, every time you set up a podcast, it's more of my personality and mm. my journey through life is mm. going to manifest itself mm. for other people to look at and, mm. like, learn from. Yeah. 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 So that's yeah. The, the first thing. Mm. The second thing is, um, I always say, like, as much as finan finances are important mm. and... It's very, they're very, it's very important for you to be sustainable. Mm. Don't start a podcast if you want to make money. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Like, yeah. that's something that mm. we are learning day by day. Mm. Like, mm. as much as podcasts are, can be lucrative at a certain level, um, I think, especially if you're based in Africa, there's still a lot of, um, I think, ignorance around the subject, especially mm. around talk show formats mm. kind of content. Mm. So you might find that the numbers are making sense, mm. but the financials and the kind of brand attraction is not making sense at the moment. Mm. And it can be very discouraging for you if you've started a podcast to make money. Yeah, yeah. Start a podcast with the intention of driving a certain agenda or a message, mm. or you can start a podcast to share your perspective to the world. But once yeah. you start including you know, your material needs and concerns around it, mm. Mm. it's going to be really, really hard to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. agreed, agreed, agreed. Yeah. Solid advice. So, uh, next question. Mm -hmm. um, there's a reason I'm asking this, because okay. there is a next season coming. Mm -hmm. And this, uh, let me just ask the question first. Let's go. Oscar Kome, mm -hmm. do you like brown or do you like dark girls? Asked <laughs> hey. on camera. Asked on camera. Uh, 4K. From the hip. 1080p. Uh -huh. For me to answer. Yes, like, please. If you would, you'd be so kind. Jesus. Okay. Um, the reason why I'm so uncomfortable with this question is because um, one of the topics that has been suggested to us is the question of colorism and how mm. it's affected us as African men. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the more research I've done, the more I've found out that colorism is a real phenomenon. Mm. And men who tend to be asked this question, do you prefer light-skinned or brown-skinned girls mm. or dark-skinned girls or mixed race girls and there's all these different uh, mm. platitudes around mm. the subject, all these different ideas around the subject. Mm. So, um, Mr. Mwenda, please allow me yeah. <laughs> on this specific question yeah. to do some research mm. and come back to you with a full episode Okay. Yeah. Yeah. as to how this phenomenon is affecting us as African men. Yeah. Because yeah. I, f I think I have been affected. Mm -hmm. uh, mm. I am part of the people who have been affected. I am in the demographic. Uh -huh. <laughs> and we'll hear from you extensively. And you'll hear from me extensively <laughs> as to how um, exactly we can like learn mm. 
mm. and unlearn this specific um, mm. Mm. The, the kind of effects that I'm finding are actually post-colonial effects mm. Mm. Um, mm. on the question of colorism. So for me, just allow me now yeah. uh, on camera to ask for more time yeah, okay. and turn <laughs> so this into a dev, please. Uh, that's, that's, that's accepted. Yeah, is it accepted? What, what do you prefer, Mr. Um, I don't have, I don't have, I don't think it's a determining factor for me. Okay. I think there's so many more things that determine that. Um, and the fact that it's not a determining factor means that I like both. Yeah. So, good. yeah. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. I'm, I'm telling you. I think both of us have uh, covered that. Yeah, but I'm very excited. It's, it's, uh, it came up in one of our lives and we realized yeah. this is a whole episode. For sure, for sure. Yeah, so we, yeah. Are, mm. we are doing a lot of research and the numbers are appalling. Yeah. Right. yeah. We will save it for, for the episode. episode. Yeah. Next question. What has been the best thing about having guests on Man Talk? Um, the best thing about having guests is when uh, I'll give context. So when we when Corona happened and I was in the UK, you were here. Mm -hmm. All of our episodes were me and Oscar, me and Oscar, me and Oscar, and it was brilliant. And I enjoyed myself a lot, even though it was virtual, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's only a certain place you can go with two minds. Yeah. There's only a certain depth you can go in certain topics when it's two perspectives. When you bring somebody on, we get the opportunity to actually be an audience member at the same time and learn and then be that vehicle where their story could be told. So for me, having somebody sitting down, telling a story, telling their insights, learning live on camera, and then honing my interviewing skills yeah. has been, it's been bliss. Um, also, I feel like as well, it's not as monotonous as having these two very handsome men in front of a camera. Like hey. having somebody, hey, listen, hey. having somebody else there, it breaks up, the, breaks up the pattern and it gives also more value to the audience members. Um, and the other thing on that is just collaboration has been a massive part of that, that too. So yeah, those, that's why I've, that's what I've enjoyed the most. There's a Bible verse that goes as iron sharpens iron, so does man sharpen man. Mm, mm, and mm. I'm learning that other people's perspectives and how they are, they've lived their lives and their ideas and mm. kind of the context through which they live their lives mm, mm. has been something that as man talk we've benefited from the most. Um, mm. And it's also like added extra value to us mm, as mm. individuals because mm. um, those perspectives have helped us kind of see life mm. more fully. Yes, um, for sure. Because I honestly, you know, when you have a conversation with someone like Fancy Fingers mm, on mm. fatherhood, yeah, yeah. Um, and he tells you it is a spiritual experience, then mm. you suddenly start taking fatherhood a little bit yeah. more seriously. Yeah. Um, then when you talk to Nikita Kering and then she tells you how I isolate myself for a time from social media so that I can grow as an individual and mm. give the world a higher level when it comes mm. to music. Yeah. That's another perspective that's like, even for mm. me as a podcaster and even in my career, I have to sit down and think, maybe I need to remove myself from mm. um, things that are extra and mm. trim the fat a bit so that I can mm. be able to find myself in the life I'm living. Yeah, yeah, so, you yeah. know, perspectives like those have really, really like sharpened mm. my perspective on life and how I'm mm. experiencing life. And mm. as much as like our personal relationship grows when we do mm. one-on-ones, I think having someone even in the middle of us mm. who tells us what they hear. Mm. You get what I mean? Yeah, when yeah, we yeah. speak, yeah, you know, yeah, and the yeah. contrasts between mm. our personalities and our experiences mm. and our responses to the questions we pose to each other mm. is something that's been very rewarding. For sure. Even for, for sure. ourselves, like we yeah, take yeah. feedback. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, so that's, yeah. Uh, yeah. And of course the networks. Mm. Um, oh yeah. That's something that has to be said. Yeah. Um, do both of you seek therapy as a form of healing and growth? If so, how was it? slash how was the experience? So if you had therapy, how was it? And do you use it to heal? Um, I haven't been in therapy for years, man. Like, mm. But I can tell you the time when I was, the, mm. the thing that um, my therapist told me mm. was that she told me, listen, 
you're not here to grow out of the pain. Mm. Mm. You're here to create a toolkit so that you can be able to handle life. Mm. Mm. And mm. that those tools that you get will mm. make you now go through painful experiences mm. and then overcome them or manage them better. Mm. And you know that was something like for me I feel like I continue to implement through my life, you mm. know, because mm. Life is essentially pain management. Mm. In many ways, the way you manage your pain and the way you manage the suffering that life gives you, which is, mm. according to many religious texts, literally the life experience that you must have mm. is that the, you can't live through life without suffering, without yeah. pain. Yeah. So how you manage it and how you use it mm. is a fantastic thing. Mm. Yeah. So you've, you, so you've, you, you've done therapy before exactly. and it healed you because you took that nugget exactly. and applied it to your life. Exactly. The toolkit. Yeah. I put the in place yeah. toolkits. Yeah. Okay. like tools mm. that enable me mm. to grow good, and yeah, to yeah. endure mm. my life experience without necessarily um, being self-destructive. Yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing. Um, so personally for me, uh, I haven't ever been to therapy, but it's something I really want to do. Um, I read a book by Charlemagne called Black Privilege. Mm. And that book, after I read it, I was like, I need to go even when I'm in a good space. Like mm. it was that kind of thing. Um, but like, so I think there's different types of therapy, right? There's a professional that will sit down, talk to you, analyze your life, etc. Yeah. But I feel like you can draw that therapeutic experience from multiple places in life. This is not me not advocating for therapy. It's me saying definitely do it, I want to do it. But where I've got that same sense of balance from is number one, the gym is definitely a form of therapy for me. Mm. Like it's, mm. it's been a stable thing yeah. in my life that genuinely chemically like physically, emotionally, it helps me like every morning. So gym has been a form of therapy. Still go to therapy. It's been a form of therapy. Um, another one has just been actually this, like man talk, like talking and being able to vocalize emotions. I say this all the time. Mm. Being able to go from here to here and not put so many filters when I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. That's made my communication skills with people I love, with uh, people that can give me advice much better, which means that the same way a therapist will come and be like, you should do this, 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 and this. I've managed to extract those answers from people in my life because my communication skills are better and I'm more vulnerable from doing the podcast. Yeah. So gym, podcast has been therapy as well. And also I think the, this sounds, I think every man goes through this. The women in my life mm. have been a massive form of therapy. Like my mother and my sister, mm. like those long conversations mm. have been a form of therapy. However, with all of that, that's helped me and I think I'm at a very good place. I still want to go and sit down with somebody that can analyze me from a, a non-biased perspective without yeah. love for me and analyze me as a, as a human, like mentally. Yeah. So I definitely advocate for it and I want to this year, yeah. 100% go to therapy. Yeah, experience, like yeah. one of the things about therapy is that, and one of the tools you get is, mm. you get to experience yourself. Exactly. That. You get what yeah, I mean? Like you, yeah, there's like a, I don't know how I can explain it. It's mm. really tough to explain. It's like, mm. it's like it's like you're standing, it's like an out of mind experience, not mm. an out of body, but an out mm. of mind experience where like you're looking at yourself mm. from the lens of someone else's very w healthy and mm. very intentional perspective. Educated. And they help you yeah. see you. Mm. It's mm. a very different thing. Yeah. And, and, yeah. and like I advocate for anyone who can to go. Yeah, 100%. Um, 100%. And yeah. therapists who are going to watch this in the chat, put your contacts. Yeah, yeah. yeah let yeah. people reach out to you. And they say to go when you're in a good place, not just when something traumatic's happened. Exactly. So that's what I want to try yeah, and You don't go to, you go to hospital for checkups. You don't exactly. just go when for trauma. Sick, but right? yeah, we haven't done it. Mm. So we should. Mm. This is a point of improvement for <coughs> this us. This year. Personally. This year, for sure, for sure. All right. Um, another question. 
Um, hmm, 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 hmm. We do one more each, right? Yeah, one, one more each. each. Yeah. Um, what is the most difficult thing about being a man? Hmm. Difficult. Hmm. Hard. So, okay. So I love, I love being a man. It's brilliant. It's fantastic. However, there is a certain weight that comes with this uh, being this gender. Um, it's sort of, it's twofold. Number one is I feel like there's so much negative um, communication around our gender, around how we should be, around what society expects from you, that going against that is a daily conscious decision that can be draining. Like to be, for, I'll give it a scenario so it's, it's more clear. To be a guy in a room full of other guys and there's a conversation that starts to go toxic because that's what the gender does because of everything that's been perpetuated in terms of society and the conversations we have. To be a guy that doesn't want to be part of that conversation takes so much strength. Like, and if you go against the grain in that room, you're looked at like, and you're questioned, then you have to have now, it's like being black, right? In a white environment. You have to now carry the conversation like why we can't say this. Guys, think about this. We can't be making these kind of comments. So that's a very difficult thing being a man in a quote unquote man's environment for me. Very draining. And a lot of the time, you're having to have conversations when you don't want to have the conversation. You're just like, this is wrong, can we just end it there? Go and do your own research. Same thing with racism. I literally equate it to the same thing. Um, another thing about be, that, I, that I struggle with being a man is, as much as there's expectation from other men, there's expectation of society. And as much as this is a, this is a struggle, I actually do, I, I enjoy it and I thrive from it. That pressure of at one point in my life, I'm gonna be responsible for multiple people. Like that being a man is something that from the day you know that there's something called a salary, something called tax, something called bills, rent and expenses, automatically, as much as we're in a very modern world, you know at the back of your mind at some point you're going to be having multiple dependents. And the decisions you make in the lead up to that determines how those dependents' life is going to lead. Mm. So every day I wake up, as much as yes, I'm trying to create a good future for me, I know I'm creating a good future for my set of twins, which I'm having, <laughs> and my wife and then the kids as well that come after that. That is, I, it's not that I don't enjoy that being a man, but it's, it's a pressure that you feel every, every single day. Mm. So those pressures as a man is, um, I don't think the word is I don't enjoy, but I think that's the, the most taxing thing about being a man for me. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the most taxing thing about being a man for me is, I'm going to reframe the question slightly, mm. because I have to remember I'm a black man, and mm. I'm not just a black man, mm. I'm an African mm. black man. So I think for me, it's just the value systems that mm. I have vis-a-vis mm. -vis what the world is telling me mm. I should have. Yeah. So, you know, as an African man, we are raised in a way that's very traditional. Mm. Like, mm. The, it's, it's, very, it's a patriarchal kind of setup where it's mm. like you as the fa and you also have mm. some of that because you're thinking, at the end of the day, the buck stops with you. Yeah. yeah. At the end of the day, yeah. the buck stops with you. Mm. But then what the world is telling you is... No, equality. Mm, like, mm, you mm. will share the burden equally. Yeah. There's, you know, there's yeah. all these narratives. Mm. Oh, mm. but then at the same time, as much as there's equality, mm. you will still be the provider. Mm. Yeah. As much as, you know, like, yeah. what's Where, the, what, my, what are we really, yeah. what are we really getting at? Yeah. And like, you know, as, as a man, it's like, tell me, because I'm, I'm at the formative stages, we've been at the formative stages of our lives. It's like, tell me what it's really about. Yeah. And because the area is very gray, people mm. aren't pouring in a perspective that necessarily uplifts society. It's a perspective that is based off of their own trauma and life experiences. Facts. You get facts, what I mean? Facts. It's not based yeah. on, like, yeah. this is more efficient. Mm. This is how, 
you know, so society's been working in hierarchies since the beginning of man. Mm. But when you say it, no, that's a patriarchal thing yeah. to say. Hold up. But mm. the science is showing it. Mm, mm. Then, you know, you read a perspective from this person yeah. Yeah. saying African systems before, um, there were actually somewhere, like the rules were based on, let's say, men could hunt, men could mm. do this, men could, you know, went mm. for wars, mm. men are the protectors. Yeah. Then mm. now in today's modern society, it's like, mm. no, 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 no. Men mm. are no longer the protectors because mm. women are the ones who are also mm. equally able to bring in the same, you know, yeah. weight in terms of provision. Mm. But then at the same time, mm. you know, it's like, stop. That's yeah. a good idea. But then at the same time, yeah. provision still remains with the man. So like, mm. where is the, mm. what's really the truth here? I saw, I, I listened, sorry, just, sorry to interrupt because it's, yeah. it's perfect what you've just said. I was listening to, uh, I think it was a book or article and they were saying that the problem we have in a lot of the topics of society is that we can never find a middle ground. It, yeah. And what's key about the moment we're in in life is that we're in a transitional phase because exactly. everything is a transition. Exactly. And we're in the phase where things are changing and both can exist. But, but you have to somehow pick a side. And if you seem to dabble on this side, people say, you're completely disregarding my side. side yeah. but there's a happy medium that people miss. Yeah, it's not, and it's not, it's not even about people mm. missing. It's like when you take a happy medium, mm. like mm. for example, for what one talk we're doing, we've taken the happy medium. It's mm. like you don't, have to be you don't have to exclude others from mm. the conversations that you're having. Yeah. Yeah. Make it more inclusive so that yeah. your perspective can be bigger and richer. Mm. But then there are people who will say, mm. no. That's mm. not good enough. Mm. Like mm. we need a space that's ours. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. where is it? Like as mm. a man, like what exactly are we saying to the young men in society today? Mm. Mm. What are we telling them? Because mm. there's so many dissenting opinions and dissenting points of view that me have experienced also as a guy. Mm. That I, I often sit down and I'm like, nah. Mm. Like mm. how I'm going to live through my life is based on my perspectives and my experiences, mm. and I'm going to define what masculinity is for myself. Mm. I'm not going to wait for everyone else to come and tell me mm. what masculinity means, what it means to be a man, what mm. it means to lead a home, what it mm. means to be spiritually aware of yourself. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's a determination that mm. I've taken and I've had to make it myself. Yeah. And that's a very, very difficult thing because what masculinity means to me as a man mm. is not necessarily what it means to you yeah. as a man. Yeah. And it might make you very uncomfortable yeah. and that's your call. Mm. But then mm. at the same time, it's mm. like, I live my life that way. Yeah. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You can yeah. take the nuggets of gold that come from it mm. and discard what you find is mm. not important. Mm. But then don't impose mm. your point of view on mm. me because mm. you don't mm. know my perspectives. You yeah. don't know what my value systems are. And a lot mm. of, um, I have a friend of mine who's Kenyan, but raised in America. Mm. And he said he can't identify. Mm. And he's Meru, he's from mm. my community, he's my cousin. Mm. He was raised by a very Meru mother, mm, you mm, get, mm. and he was raised by a very like African Kenyan father. Mm, so mm. his value system is very mm, Kenyan. Yeah. It's not Black American. Mm. It's very Kenyan. Mm, you get mm, what I mean? Yeah. And like the way he sees life mm. when he's over there as a man is very difficult because the Black, the Black, the African American way is based on mm. negative yeah. things they went through in their history, like mm. slavery, mm. like the racism, which is yeah. all very valid. Mm. But him, his perspective is like. Mm. You are a descendant of two chiefs. Mm. Mm. You are meant for great things. Yeah. You are meant to grow up a certain way. Mm. Mm. You are, this is how you carry yourself. Mm. This is how you relate with other people. Mm. And there is a dichotomy mm. of views mm. between the African-American mm. and the black man. Mm. Just the way, if, even for you, I'm sure when you were mm. in England, mm. there is a difference between yeah. the black man in London yeah, yeah. who has been raised mm. as a black man in England mm. Mm. and the Kenyan, mm. the Kenyan upbringing that mm. you've been given. Mm. So when these value systems mm. consistently clash, mm. That creates a lot of difficulty. But you know, I challenge that, right? I yeah. challenge that because as much as, yes, these two uh, polar views yeah. clash, etc. But I think the one thing that 
brings a a positive change in any society is when yeah. two extremes meet yeah. and they have to yeah. find a way to coexist and they exactly. have to learn from each other. So yeah. as much as um, like the comment you said was when, you know, don't impose your view on me, I feel like one of the best things someone can do is bring you that POV exactly. to challenge your one, make you question it and it will either yeah. drift you to their side, make you consider it or further enforce yours. Yeah. But I think without that kind of that friction, you don't come to a conclusion that's based on two extremes. Exactly. Yeah, and I think that's what we've seen this happen. And that's why I'm talking about the happy medium. I think we've seen this happen in times. so many aspects. Yeah. Like in America, like with wars, like everything is to do with two ideas clashing. And what happens at the end of that is normally the healing process is a result of both of those compromising. Yeah. That's why I think, like I would say, as much as yes, the the, the two opi opponent, um, opposing, two opposing yeah. opinions can be toxic. I think it's the best thing to ever happen. Having a conversation with somebody yeah. that thinks completely different yeah. with you, I think it's one of the best things. I agree, but yeah. then yeah. it's the approach, isn't it? Because mm. you educate, mm. you don't mm. impose, you educate yeah. each other on where your educate views are. Impose. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas. Thanks. Society is imposing views of what masculinity is mm. on each other. Mm, mm, Educate mm. each other on your perspectives. Yeah. Let there be that middle ground where it's like, yeah. this is what I'm seeing. Show me mm. what you're seeing yeah. and let's learn and grow together. Mm, but mm. if that's not happening, mm. suddenly you're seeing mm. black men podcasts are mm. a negative thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it just takes, a, it takes everybody conceding slightly on both sides exactly. to be able to actually come to that agreement. Yeah. But that environment needs to happen. I always need that. Yeah, you need to clash. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Go viral <laughs> with the wrong things. <laughs> we have, wow. <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, like five more minutes. Let me do my final question. Right? Okay, let's go. We need, a, we need a banger for this question. We need, right. a, we need a, an absolute banger. Go. Um, do men experience loneliness when deliberating, uh, when deliberately being single? It was misspelled. Uh, and what are some ways to deal with it? How do you deal with loneliness when you've made a decision to be single? But loneliness does, is not a consequence necessarily of a relationship or singlehood. Mm, mm. Loneliness might be a consequence of a myriad of things. At, mm. at least that's in my own life experience. I'm completely not a agree. therapist. Completely agree. Like, yeah. recently, especially in my life, um, mm. I have begun to fill my life with things that are more interesting to me. Mm. For example, I recently took up fitness, mm -hmm. right? And, for, and I told mm. you this. I am starting to enjoy it. Yes. This is not... It's quite bizarre. This is not normal. <laughs> I'm starting to enjoy the fact yeah. that like, mm. I can, I can like, improve myself and improve my body and I'm trying to create a relationship with my body. Yeah. That's new. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I remember one morning I woke up and then my body was like, bruh, what's up? Are you working out? Are you going to put me through guess, what you right? put me through yesterday yeah, again? Yeah, yeah. I was like, listen, bruh, Mm. I don't care if you don't like it. We're gonna, we're gonna we're do gonna it. Go. I can yes, hear Eric like, smiling okay. in the background. Yeah, you, can, you know, you hear he that, like, that, <laughs> yeah. that relationship with your body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Essentially, is creating a relationship with yourself. yourself. Facts. You facts, get what facts. I mean? Yeah. And like, it's the same thing for like when you're reading books mm. or like when you're listening to like Will, the book that we've been mm. um, both like hopping about the whole season. Mm. You start to create a perspective mm. that mm. is personal. Mm away from like the author because you know the author has his pov mm. but when he says something to you and when he tells you he met nelson mandela mm. and how nelson mandela no i'm not going to spoil the book for you yeah yeah i'll, I'll watch that but uh, yeah. will smith in case you see this we are we are loving what you've done yeah but like the perspective of someone meeting an impactful person in their life yeah. and you interpreting that perspective based on your own life experiences mm. creates mm. yet another personal relationship yeah. with yourself so by the time you're getting lonely Mm. That loneliness for me has, I've come to realize, is a source not of 
um, not being with someone, but it's a source of not necessarily creating a full life for yourself. Self. Dude, perfectly up. Perfectly yeah. answered. That's, that's ab- yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Um, there's something I, 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 think I, was, I think it was Jay Shetty that was mentioning, the difference between loneliness and solitude, right? Yeah. So um, very similar to what you said. I think the connotation of loneliness, when somebody atta- equates like loneliness to singleness, is just, a, I think it's a, it's a consequence of just the way people talk about singleness yeah. in conversation. In if somebody is 40 years old and not married, like, oh, are you not, are you not lonely? But if this person has, a, like you said, a brilliant relationship with themselves, then they can find companionship in so many other things, not just a platonic or whatever relationship you yeah. want to have, right? So I think um, with me, I think there's a beautiful journey, like you've mentioned, that you can take with yourself, which means that while you're waiting for a significant other to come or not come, if you've taken that journey with yourself, there's no such thing as, as loneliness. Like, it's yeah. not lonely. And being lonely is actually a positive thing because you'd rather be lonely and happy with yourself than being with somebody and having a toxic yeah. few years. I think sometimes, yeah. we see, I see this so many times, people jump from one relationship to the other yeah. because they don't have that still moment or those still years or months where they actually have to look in the mirror and be yeah. like, what kind of person am I? Yeah. So you find people like hopping from relationship to relationship. Exactly. So to answer the question, how do I deal with loneliness? I don't really experience it. I experience like being isolated if I'm in the house on my own for a long period of time, but that doesn't bring me sadness. That brings me like, okay, let me plan to meet people, not necessarily mm. a significant other. Let me plan to meet my friends. Yeah. Like you can still live a very full life being single, being quote unquote alone. Yeah. And that can be a positive thing and make you better when you do meet someone. Yeah, there's, yeah. there's, there's a statement you made that I want to challenge as well, mm. where you said mm. lonely mm. and happy with yourself. Mm. Mm. I don't think that's, ex- that's the truth. Like, mm. I don't mm. think you can be lonely mm. and happy with yourself because mm. if you're happy with yourself, mm. there is no loneliness. Let me digest. If you're happy with yourself, is there, there really isn't. any? But I feel like th- there's so, solitude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's no loneliness because mm. being. I'm, only talk, yeah. I'm talking about it from like the the word loneliness means. Yeah. Like loneliness derives from being alone, right? Not, yeah. Like, but then mm. it's a loneliness has a negative connotation in the sense mm. that it's a painful feeling or an mm. emotion of pain mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that comes from you realizing mm. that you know you feel mm-hmm. em- there's an emptiness mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. that comes from. The w- mm. You know mm. what I mean? The word, I lo- yeah. There's an emptiness that yeah. comes from the like from being lonely in the sense mm. that you feel as if that you're not interacting with yourself or with others mm. at a certain level. Mm. So mm. like you start to feel that I don't know if you should Google the meaning of the word, but mm. like mm. you start to feel that emptiness, mm. and you mm. feel like you want to fill it with something. Mm. And you mm. see mm. that's the f- that's my understanding yeah. of loneliness. Yeah. Whereas yeah. if you're happy with yourself, mm. you're filling yourself with mm. life experiences. Mm other people's perspective, not mm. your own perspective, mm. you're mm. comfortable with being on yeah. your own. Okay, so I think maybe yeah. the word, because I think maybe the difference is, I should use the word solitude like exactly. I mentioned earlier, because I think loneliness maybe isn't a choice, but solitude is. is. Right? Yeah, is. So maybe the quote I should have said is that in, when I have found solitude, solitude, then I can also find happiness. Yes, exactly. And that's why we do this to, to, to yeah, bounce yeah, ideas. That's yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Two ideas clashing and coming into a better, uh, better, better solution. Good. Full circle. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. No, um, I think that was, a fi- that was a final question. Yeah, that, that was, was a final question. That was. That's, about, that's about the hour mark. Um, 
what's the next episode? The next episode, we can't tell you yet, but yeah. you're going to thoroughly enjoy it. Yeah. Um, I've had a good time. I've had a good time. It's been a good conversation. What, can you hear my voice going? Yeah, I can. <coughs> do you want to do the outro? I uh, will do the outro. Mm. So <coughs> thank you so much for watching mytalk.ke. Please make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. We're based at Coffeecy. Uh -huh, uh -huh. um, you've seen the video, so I won't say much, but mm -hmm. I'll just say I'm having a good time. No, there's, a, there's a little bit of coffee, <coughs> and I hope you enjoy listening to this, this podcast, podcast half as much as, as we enjoy making it because we, we had, had a ball. ball. See hey. you next week. Like, share, subscribe. Boop. <laughs>